Hey everybody, welcome to My Town Hustle. In today's episode, we're going to be chatting about placemaking. Stay tuned. Welcome to My Town Hustle, where we take an in-depth look at the people, policies, and processes that make small towns work. Focusing on trends in urbanism and creative economies, My Town Hustle explores the ideas that make our community special. So sit back and enjoy the show. All right, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, today we're going to be chatting about placemaking. Placemaking. Mm-hmm. I have uh, Sam Tooten of Six Mo City Services. What's going on? And Brett Alfin, the Yoda of all things. Happy government. opening day week, my town hustlers. Ooh. Oh, the red legs. He's time got his has come. Reds apparel on today. It's time. <laughs> Baseball. All right. Uh, Placemaking. Yeah. Started out talking about beautification off mic, and then it kind of morphed into the, a broader conversation right. of placemaking. So, mm-hmm. uh, Sam, why don't you give us the rundown, like just a quick, quick and dirty mm-hmm. definition of placemaking, and then, and maybe, you know, concept, huh. and then we can jump into some, you know, main strategies, ideas, tips, whatever. I can tell you right now that we are doing placemaking. By talking about placemaking, we're placemaking. Because placemaking involves the people. So just think of the concept that we're about to talk about some certain aspects of our city that we've seen and we would like to be better. The very simplest form, right now we're placemaking. We're in, it all starts with a vision. And it's very centralized approach to these particular locations that we see and try to maximize the use of that space. Now it's going to incorporate social uses, transportational uses, um, economic type uses in order to encourage either economic growth um, or residential growth. And it's, it's a very unique approach. Um, but what we're doing is we're assessing our public amenities are resources at this, these particular spots to create uh, or think creatively. I think about it, it's, and Sam's hitting all the right notes, it's creating quality places that people want to live and work and spend time. Yeah. So creating quality places through all those avenues that Sam's describing. Yeah. Right. Gotcha. And we're going to talk about that all in regards to how you see it as as you move in different modes of transportation, from car, from walking, um, from residential to uh, bigger corridor aspect of that. So it's very unique. It's very fun, and I think it is the uh, really the, the catch all and the start of planning in general. So you know we want to figure out why we're using places. Places change, uh, areas change. Um, uses Wait, of it those, hasn't been the same. Hasn't things been, are changing. Think, well, yeah, things are changing. Or, or you know, you mentioned the why here locally off off Mike and that spot. So that mm-hmm. that drastically has changed in terms of the people who are going to that area. And then when you think about that, think of all the other amenities that are around that. So how do we create that to revive it again? Yeah. And so, if that so it broad brush. Very place making can be summed up in 
you know, trying to elevate the the way a a person, whether it's local or uh, non-local, experiences the community. Yeah, it's place-based economic development. All right. Uh, so let's start kind of then at at the onset. Whenever you are coming to a town, yes, you are entering a gateway. Yes, you are. So let's let's chat about right. gateways. So I I love gateways. I don't live in the city of Marietta, obviously, and I stated before, but I drive into town every day. And so I have an appreciation for that, but I also have appreciation for when, when I travel um, to watch where I'm going, to observe my, my environment. So all those, for me, and I may be unique, and you guys probably are the same, but not everybody's like this, but I pay attention to where, where I'm at. And gateways are just a small way to just show people, hey, You've arrived, you know, sure. you've, mm-hmm. you, even if it's not your core um, area that you're known for, you know, example, Marietta, you know, we're known for the river and our, our downtown, but our gateways, we want people, we, and we, by a lot of signage, we direct people to town because of what our amenities are to go that way. Um, and of course, there's a lot of players involved in, in those, whether it's through a state infrastructure, like a highway, you're on the county, it's city line, you know. City might have these regulations, the county mm-hmm. doesn't. So, an example of that is my drive into town. There is a boat parked right next to the city, you know, city of Marietta sign that has advertisement on it, uh, but that is not city property. So that boat parked there, that signage that's there, is probably not a violation of the county rules or anything. But it's right next to the city of Marietta. Yeah, sign. it doesn't look so, great. No, it doesn't. And so for me, I always take, I hate, if I was a city, I'd be like, yeah, I don't know. We're going to think of this a little bit differently. Uh, it's probably been done with the, a gentleman's agreement, you know, that that would never be a problem. But Huzzah! Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's changed hands, et cetera. So yeah, for me, that's just where it gets down to. And then to once you actually get to the place you're going, do you still feel that way? You know, or have you, have you recognized that you've entered a new place? Mm-hmm. And what are your what are your feelings about as you enter that? Yep, I I think we've had this broader discussion. I, I think another uh, thing for certainly smaller towns like ours, uh, there's the historic part of Marietta, the place where you want people to go. Yeah, right. But how they get there, their main mode of transportation right now is, uh, you know, visitors. That is, you know, they're coming off the interstate, mm-hmm. and so their first experience with Marietta is our. Or our our exit ramp off of I seventy seven. Yes, and you pull off. Um, regardless whether you're going north or south, it's going to shoot you into an area where you have a uh, boarded up Kmart. Mm-hmm. You have uh, a McDonald's, a marathon gas station, uh, metal siding roof construction. Yep, a car lot that uh the the designer in me can only describe as ronald mcdonald type type colors yeah you know like <laughs> even the, yeah they're, they're um, not pleasant. and then you have a uh another shopping center that's circa what hasn't been touched since the 80s probably yeah um and then you have a giant um equipment dealer um with acres i mean of 
dozers, track hose, right. um, tractors, you name it. Yeah. Uh, right, right there. All right there. Right as you come off the interstate. And nobody, there's no signage, no direction, nothing that says, if you'd like to experience what this town is, mm-hmm. drive one more mile. Keep on getting it. Yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Keep going. Um, and even when you drive further down, it's still a very commercialized part of town, yeah. you know, where all the restaurant, you know, fast food uh, is before you actually get to what I'll consider our first gateway point, which is the college, mm-hmm. you know, right there, um, 7th and Pike Street, if anybody wants to, to Google it. Um, but it's still not a great gateway. There's no anything. No sense of, you don't really know you're in this historical town you, no. by, by, by any means. And even to the point of the gateway off the inter- intersection, you know, there's no sign it. I mean, exit, we're exit one. Uh, off Interstate 77, but there's no better sign that says, you know, where you are. If you had no idea about Marietta, yeah. you're just driving through. We're not capitalizing on those people. Now, a lot of times those people are traveling. They got to go to the bathroom. They're, they're hungry. They they know ahead of time where they're, they're about to get off exit one. But why not attract them to go even further in? Or why not attract them to say, you know, this is a cute little town. Mm-hmm. We got to be in Cleveland in three hours, but let's rem- remember this like on our way back and maybe stop and check it out. So it's just a tool to try to pull more, pe- more, more people in, but also an economical side of it to where a business would want to be right there off the intersection because you know why? They're calling for people just to come right here. I forgot to mention chain link. And there's, yeah, and there's a fence. <laughs> okay. So, so I, I guess even on, even on, for Marietta is very unique in that regard that we're off the interstate, mm-hmm. but we can capitalize on that. So, but think of a more rural community that might just be on a county or, or a state freeway. Yeah. You know, I, I would argue they've got an easier job. Uh, there's I would far s- less yes. uh, people to appease mm-hmm. than, than what we would. Mountains that we would have to move. I know Brett's got a hot take mm-hmm. on this, but um, far far less people to you know say, "Hey, this oh yeah, that is a good idea." It's yeah. true. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and it's. I'm also as I'm listening. I'm also thinking that unfortunately, you're going to laugh when I say this, Jay, because you know. I mean, our car, our our car culture has led us to just bypass communities, right? Yeah. So, of course, we don't emphasize or accentuate gateways because we're just bypassing communities, right? So, you know, I don't know too many people that want to go to Wheeling, West Virginia and drive upstate Route 7, you know? Mm -hmm. So um, we just go up the interstate and effectively bypass New Matamoras, Sardis, Fly, Dart, Clarington, New Martinsville, West Virginia, you you name it. Mm-hmm. Don't at me if I didn't say your town. <laughs> yeah. um, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So we, we, by nature, we have learned to bypass communities. And so the gateways have lost their emphasis and importance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what we're illustrating here is that eventually you have to get off and you need to get off. And when you do, especially in a place like Marietta, when there is tons of things to offer, um, yes. you wouldn't, you have to look past McDonald's to know that. And you need signage and, and imagery and information to help paint that picture yeah so in and going back to the gateway discussion yeah as far as uh, 
any any low hanging fruit as far as strategies uh, go. Not necessarily inter interstate traffic, but your actual commute to work. You know, we're we're just talking county city, um, that that sort of thing. How do how do you enhance the experience of somebody driving in to town? I I think. First and foremost, low-hanging fruit-wise, you want to make sure it's clean. It's kept clean. Uh, there's not litter. That, for me, that's really it. Because the now you have to kind of start planning a little bit. If you don't have signage or you don't have a welcome to sign, you know, start looking into that of what that would occur. Because is it lit? Is it not lit? Where you know what right-of-way agreement? You know, this is where the players get involved. Or start planning for your corridor like our Pike Street, on how you would want to change the streetscape of that, make it, you know, provide some trees, make it seem like it's more appealing, but even go beyond that. Now we're going back to our topics of zoning, form-based zoning, you know, how are you going to change uh, and the look of it by what's already there? Well, you can't necessarily do that with the current buildings, but you can do that over time, and that's by implementing, you know, at least some kind of zoning that would encourage kind of the same aesthetic um, the same look, same feel, same requirements that, you know, again, it's not really that it is a U-Haul um, or a, you know, major uh, rental company with dozers and stuff. You know, it's it's hidden or it looks appealing. You know, there's trees, there's signage, mm-hmm. there's, there's lights, you know, it's well lit. Um, it's a bigger task. And as we go down this path here, we're going to talk about stuff that's probably easier and a lot more low-hanging fruit than that. Um, but I just, I, I would go, I would feel bad if we didn't talk about the importance of at least what it looks like yeah. as you get into your community from, from the outside. Yeah. I, I would, uh, I would also say if I had a, a low hanging fruit that I've seen in practice and do really, I can't remember the name of the community. Um, it's around the Columbus area. It's one of the sprawl community. I don't know if New Albany or what the, what the name of the community is, but they do a great job at something as simple as a white painted fence that's new albany is it new albany yeah and they're yeah. everywhere yeah you know when you're in that town absolutely right yeah. correct and yeah. it all has this it has a it has something you can't put your finger on it's a it's a feeling that it gives you mm-hmm. oh this is a nice community oh this is i i feel good here all yeah. right and that's going to kind of lead me into what i think is the micro version of of gateways that certainly can be implemented in much smaller communities larger communities as well but if you go just a little bit down the street you know Mm -hmm. you're going to bump up into an intersection Mm -hmm. predominantly your first intersection right because the gateways are going to be you know you're just driving in to town Mm -hmm. there's not necessarily always a stoplight typically a stoplight's kind of in a smaller community it's going to be in the middle of town where two main arteries meet. absolutely um but that stoplight that intersection is a major in my mind mm-hmm. opportunity for enhancing the experience that a, an individual both whether they live there or they don't are going to have because when you when somebody stops whether they're walking or driving okay what do you do when you, you besides stare at your phone you look mm-hmm. around right mm-hmm. you just you just start looking around mm-hmm. oh that's a rundown house Oh, that's a rundown house. Oh, that yard's not mowed. 
I'm going to lock my doors. Like that, those type of things <laughs> go through your head. Yeah. So just having the ability and the one that I kind of, um, I texted you guys this weekend, Hey, here's a topic I think we should do. I was sitting on the, uh, intersection of Washington and third street. And here's, we've got great, here's why transportation doesn't always win. We've got all the boxes checked from safety. Mm-hmm. We've got great crossing lanes um, mm-hmm. and pedestrian uh, crosswalks there. Brand new paved road going both directions. Right. All surrounded by rundown houses. Yeah. You know, it's beautiful, 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 except when you look up. Yeah. Yeah. And what's unfortunate is that two houses over, you have arguably. I mean, I think there's a there's a there's a Tudor house right there on Washington. We don't have a lot of Tudor architecture here in Marietta, right. based on the age of our town. The Tudor revival came after our town was built. Uh, it, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful house. So if you get backed up in traffic, you know, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten cars deep, you'll see that house. Yeah. And then on the opposite side of the street, there's another beautiful, beautiful house. And then the homes around them are also beautiful. And then they slowly kind of as you get towards the intersection, they get a little more dilapidated. Um, and it's not all, uh, all of these homes, but the, th- those are quick and easy wins. I don't, and I would assume they're rentals. Yeah. Okay. So what policy can you institute on that? What, what, what can you have over top of that? I know the city of Lakewood, Ohio, does a phenomenal job. Shout out uh, to those folks. Does a phenomenal job with their rental um, market. Yeah. Uh, so if anybody has any questions whatsoever, go to their website and look up what they do. What they, what they don't necessarily make it easy for the owner of a rental unit. Yeah. Which in this case, if you, if you want to run slums, you're not going to like that. If you want nice things in your town, as the co-resident, yeah, you're going to like that very much, right? Yeah. So uh, those I thought were um, an intersection. You know, definitely got to have the safety factor so that people can traverse. You know, if they're riding a bike or they're, you know, pushing a stroller or you know, shout out to your youngest kiddo riding a yeah, bike. Yeah, man, just took off on the two wheeler. How about that? There you yeah. go. Three years old. <laughs> uh, another opportunity for signage. Yeah. Yeah. Right there. Um, again, sense of environment, you know, that's, that's, and it's right after your gateway. The first one I feel like is, is your best opportunity because they've just now experienced this new place and now they're, they're stopping forcefully, most likely, you know, by, by way of a light. Yeah. And think of of that signage and how we view, um, what the importance of that is in regards to the, the one mode of transportation, which is driving, right? So we're not even really on the pedestrian level of a lot of this conversation. We're strictly just focused on, on, the, on the car. So the signage, you see plenty of signage at the gateway. Hey, your museum's this way. You know, this is this right. way. But then you hit that first intersection, like you, like you say, where do you go? Mm-hmm. Like, that's nice. I came in here. There's something this way. Now, granted, some people probably know where they're going or they're obviously they know and everybody has a phone. It's not that difficult, but we can't just have signs that take you to nowhere. 
you know, we have to have signs. We have to have a central place that is going to make people feel welcome, make them understand where they're at and, and exactly where they're going. Can I have a hot take? Yeah. Oh, Jared's hot take. This might, I want to, I want to get Brett's reaction. I love it. Okay. okay. Let me get ready. <clears throat> I would argue we love roundabouts here on this show. Yeah, we do. I would argue okay. your first intersection into your town should not be a roundabout. Because you're not stopping. Because you, the roundabout is meant to shuttle people through as quickly as it's efficiency, possible. Yeah. yeah, safety. And if you are, you know, Radiator Springs, okay, yeah. you're wanting people to stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop. Take notice. Fall in love with us, you know, for five seconds, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe, just maybe, you know, if we had to detour you or whatever. You know, you might go right on down Third Street. You know, if you're coming from Devola, you know where where Sam, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is commuting from, and you might just decide, oh, Third Street Deli, I might, I might stop there. Yeah, you know, that looks great. Look at those people outside eating. Yeah, you know, something yeah. like that. I would yeah. argue that the the goal and the benefit of that first intersection is to fall in love, not to get through as efficiently as possible. Yeah. I could agree with that, and um, I would argue that for the cost, most pragmatically, most places aren't going to consider a roundabout unless there's like some uh, safety, you know, significant safety motivation. So, yeah, um, I think it's unlikely we would get one there, but I think you're right. I mean, I think you want to, in those moments, you want people to be able to look around. So, mm-hmm. and and the way the reason I say that is not necessarily for Marietta or the Washington and Third. Sure. But I can, t- I can think of other communities, I'm not going to name them, but other communities where kind of your first or interaction is a roundabout. Yeah. When you first get there, it's a roundabout. Mm-hmm. It's not in our county. I'll give you that. Um, mm-hmm. But, and it's just, I, I appreciate it as I'm driving that route because there's no easy way to get to where I'm going, you know, to visit family. So I get through pretty quick, yeah. But I don't ever stop and right. and look around, yeah, and want to stay. Like, oh, I didn't know they had a antique store or you know whatever, you know, that people might that are driving along that route want to stop and go see. Yeah. Hmm. So hot take. I, I like it I from an unlikely. Source. So let me, I want to ask a hot take question for you. So I'm thinking, I was thinking about this intersection thing ever since you texted it. And I'm thinking specifically about the houses Mm -hmm. and the the homes part. So I'm curious, um, in that scenario, who's the party to take action? So as I've been advocating on this show for 30 some episodes now. Okay. You, you need to have an architectural review board. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can handle a lot of these things under an architectural review board, and you have standards. And yep. then you have a code enforcement yes. department that actually enforces code. Yes. Okay. And if you have a rental, um, if you have a significant market segment that is rental, yeah. mm-hmm. you can ins- install policies around that. Agreed. And again, if, if they're not met, then code enforcement steps in. And you can mitigate those things. That that's that would be where I yeah. would, would would do that. I yeah. agree, and I and I was just thinking, you know, I guess I was going even a step further. It's like, okay, we've got this intersection. There's three homes here that are in some level of disrepair. Nice homes. I will I, wonderful I'm, homes. I'm telling you yeah, right now, facts. I have thought about approaching 
the one on Washington and Third. It's a <clears throat> it's beautiful federal style. Is it the brick? Yeah, the red brick. Yeah, it's painted. Mm. Yep. Um, but that's a beautiful. If you stop and look at it, and you're like, gosh, if you put all the vines off of this, mowed the grass, cleaned this place up, new windows, new siding, you know, new paint. Boom. I mean, that would be beautiful home. So my question then kind of goes to that. It's like, okay, if we decide this intersection is of, of high value because of its gateway nature to our community and we wanted to take action to improve these lots or these homes, it would be problematic to do that through public resources because you're saying, okay, that, that, that house is of greater value than the neighbor's house. And it becomes the inevitable, right? Um, it's like kids. Well, what about my house? My house is important too, and 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 and. So I think doing doing that through public programming, like on the assistance side, is probably programmatic problematic. But I agree with you on the a lot of these issues. I I've always felt we have the right policies. <laughs> we just struggle to enforce them. I mean, mm. I, I think we have a lot of the right things on the books to make these things go, and every community does. And, and I think it goes back to nuisance laws. Sure. I think. Yeah. Um. You know, the, the mowing, you know, having, I mean, this, this, this particular one has a, uh, like three grills on the front porch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there are, never you can grills. institute policy. Sure. And again, you're right. You got to enforce it. Yeah. And the way our department works now is, you know, it's a complaint yeah. base. So you also have to complain. Agreed. You got to be. That. We seem to overlook that piece. You gotta, we got to. You got to do that if that's going to be yeah. the thing. Um, yeah, but. I agree. But you, but you can change. You you can definitely change that area as one avenue of that. So I mean, it's it's the clean up the homes. How do you enforce it? How do you create policy that revives those back to utilize that space really for the benefit of the home and the benefit of people who experience it, who who walk it. Um, and who have to interact with that, you know, and, and more so than it's just a speed through of, of cars to get through the intersection. It's an intersection. Maybe you want to, you want to hang out. You, you, you want to see, you know, cause you want to go to that federal style house to look at it. Yeah. Um, which leads us. What about in between our gateways and our intersections? Everybody's Ooh. looking at me in the studio. Yeah, we are. It must be my turn. So I want to talk about, <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about streetscapes. Somebody's calling us. Yeah, we're somebody's right now. calling <laughs> about this topic upset. right now. The phone is ringing. This, this is good though because I'm gonna go off here. If you, I I do the editing, and if you can hear that ring while listening to this on to however you listen to us on your platform, let me know. I'm gonna keep that. Okay. All right, because we, we are in an old building. We're we're talking about historical character. We're in an office. And we the, don't the, edit our stuff. When Sam yeah. says he edits it, it's that's air quote yeah, edits. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Apple does get it the f bombs out of there, <laughs> yeah. right? Get all that stuff out yeah. of there. So just just we're at we're at probably around thirty minutes in. Just let you, uh, I'll keep that in mind. But just we can go off. But we're gonna keep that. We're gonna see how this goes. I'm fine with it. Okay, right. I'm a we're I'm a dad. It's no problem. El natural. No problem. Yeah. It's like changing a diaper. No big yeah. deal. Real life, so, baby. Yeah. So when I'm talking about streetscapes, I want to start by saying with an admission. That I'm guilty of something. I, like everybody, judge books by their cover. And I've had the opportunity over 20 years to travel to so many communities and 
rural, southeastern, southern, eastern Ohio. And I love to go to these downtowns, and I'm always looking at what those downtown areas look like. And I would be lying if I said to you, I, I'm not judging these communities that I don't know based on what it looks like, because obviously I am. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not acting on that judgment, but I'm certainly kind of taking stock of mm-hmm. what things look like, what it feels like, what's the vibe. I'm certainly doing that. And so streetscape in all those scenarios to me is so important. So when I say streetscape, I'm talking about sidewalks, I'm talking about signals, lighting, signage. I'm talking about parking. I'm talking about the quality of the road surface itself. I'm talking about building facades and how all of those things interplay together to give you a sense of what that place is. And I think you can convey some sense of how active a place is, how cared for a place is, what kind of challenges they might be facing. I I think you can intimate all those things from that. So I've witnessed communities uh, go through streetscape projects, which I will admit is daunting because in order to really do it well and maximize resources, it is a very choreographed dance, right? So it typically will go something like this. If you're in, and we talked about kind of, and I'm not really talking about Marietta in this instance, I'm talking about places like Woodsfield, Ohio, places like McConnellsville, Ohio, places like Somerset, Ohio, right? These are smaller towns that have traditional downtown areas. And all of these places have usually at least one state route going through it, mm-hmm. maybe intersecting in an intersection in the middle of town. Uh, maybe with an awkward uh, statue in the middle that you have to drive around. Shout out to those communities. You know who those are. I actually love those, but anyway. And so a streetscape would be maybe you time and fund your sidewalk project with when ODOT or your community is going to do a widening or a resurfacing, or you have to do a water, a sewer realignment or relining of, of, of pipe work or other underground infrastructure, you're going to do that at the same time. And so it becomes a dance of doing all those things together. Um, Marietta did this, you know, that we took those opportunities to take our above ground utilities, put them underground. That provided a great aesthetic improvement in downtown Marietta. And so community, I'm noticing that communities, not that they haven't been interested in these, but they've been more effective at get, doing these projects and carrying them out. And I think they've had great impact. Uh, Somerset, Ohio, I would say, is a great example. If you just uh, Google Street View Somerset, Ohio, and just kind of go to their main square and kind of pan around, look at the new sidewalks, look at the curbs, look at the crosswalks, kind of all that stuff played together. And we were involved in that at the regional council when that was happening. But I use that as, a, as an example of can have such a tremendous impact on a small town. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm saying it, I, listener. I know I'm saying it like it's easy. It is not. It is not easy. It's hard. But if you have, a, a, you know, partners that can help you effectively plan and manage those projects, and you've got committed local folks that are willing to under, you know, stand the inconvenience of all those things that you have to go through, it's worth it in the end. And so when we're traveling to these communities, you can tell right away if a community has invested that time and effort into planning these projects out, coordinating them, using their local resources to provide the match or whatever you need. So the streetscape idea, if if your town hasn't considered that or even thought about that in the long term, the time to start thinking about that is really now. I mean, there's never a wrong time. And so um, 
you know, Marietta, great example of that. I mean, obviously it's a bigger community, but you can tell there have been multiple streetscape projects that have been iterative over the years and it had great effect. So yeah. they're very important. They're hard. But if you haven't started thinking about that, there are programs out there that help fund these. I mean, ODOT, ODOT has a few programs that can do this. There are uh, non, there are competitive CDBG programs out there in most states, certainly in Ohio, they can help fund some of these improvements. And so there are ways to do these things. It's not impossible. It is a lot of things at once, but if you really kind of closely coordinate that, it can be super effective in yeah. communities. So streetscape's really, really, really important, especially yeah. for people like me who judge books by their cover. And, yeah. But I love most books, so and these <laughs> communities as well. So and and think of it in terms of like what you're you're getting at with the intersections that some of these communities that is their main intersection. That's what is like mm. Somerset or McConnellsville, which has this kind of bigger road infrastructure. Uh, with the monument in the middle sure and think of how placemaking is looking at that space thinking all right this maybe this is maybe the road in this intersection is overly too wide right so the streetscape let's bring those curbs closer to the middle maybe let's and then look at economic development what can we do in, to incentivize maybe restaurants to go at this section of of here and sure. we'll allow outdoor dining because now we have the wider sidewalk mm -hmm. part yep. of it so that where it incorporates kind of new initiative, new policy with streetscape. Yep. Look and design. I like it. I like all of it. It's the, it's, it's, it, I think we, I think we forget uh, in a, in an either, especially with Marietta, I think, be, or something that is still a small town, but has more than one little pocket, you know, that we don't have different areas. You know, we're, yes, we're all Marietta but there's portions of Marietta and people who take pride right. of their section of Marietta uh, versus the other, you know, so downtown isn't all of Marietta. You know, we're heavily involved. We're here. We believe in downtown, but you know, you also live in residential areas of Marietta. So do other people who are very active and, yeah. and, and emphasizing their neighborhood. So it's, uh, uh, it, it's unique in our regard. The, the things that you see that Sam's mentioning, they don't just happen. It happens through significant intent and effort, and nobody's going to do it for you. Mm -hmm. If you're not willing to be involved or be in the lead on some of these things, it's in, in your town, nobody, it's, it's never going to come to you. Nobody's yeah. going to knock on your door and say, hey, would you like to revitalize your downtown? I would do it for you. Now, I guess if you have a lot of money. Yeah. Might. <laughs> yeah. But in communities like ours, it's, it's just never going to come to you. And so... I think too often we take for granted what we do see as successful. I would even argue in Marietta. Marietta, this is, this is not hyperbolic. I mean, it's like the gem of Appalachia. And I've been everywhere in Appalachia. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the best communities, if not the best community out there. Mm -hmm. You would never know that <laughs> by, by the way we talk to each other and about each other and, 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 and challenge each other in town. I mean, and we just take it for granted. Yeah. I would argue that I could... I could name off a list of 15 communities within 60 miles of here that would literally give anything, anything to be and have what Marietta has. Yeah. So, right. and that takes intentional effort and you got to be willing to go out there and do it. And it doesn't just happen. So oh, dear listener, it doesn't just Can I have happen. another hot take. Yeah. yeah. Two Jared hot takes Man. in one episode. Who's the hot take guy now? Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent with what you're articulating, but I would argue it is very detrimental for all these uh, surrounding communities that, like you're saying, 
oh, I just you know wish we could be like Marietta. Yeah. No, you don't. You need to be whoever you are. Sure. Don't try to be them. Right. Yeah. Unless you, you know, do you want to know the good, the bad, and the ugly? Right. Like there are a lot of things that are not great and not right. And I can name one community that's within a 20 minute drive of here that has, that is fiscally just unbelievably superior to Marietta and its management and everything that it it has, Mm -hmm. budget, everything. It's superior, but they, what is Marietta doing? I want to know what, you know, we want to be like Marietta. No, you don't. Mm-hmm. Be, you figure out what you are. And that's where, you know, we'll, we'll circle the wagons back to comprehensive planning, mm. economic development, like understanding who you are, yeah. who those people are that chose to live there instead of Marietta, right. what they want, mm-hmm. and then do those things to enhance their experience in their community. Yeah. Right? Because there are more, there are going to be more people out there that, that think like those folks, you know, rather than folks that want to live in Marietta, you know, they're Marietta, we, the, the, the county seat, right. But we're what, uh, six of the population of the county. Yeah. Roughly. Yeah. Like, so people have chosen to live elsewhere. So you don't have to be Marietta or whatever community, wherever you're at, you know, that's kind of like this. You know, like, oh, that's whatever. Yeah. No, you can be whoever you are and figure that out and then just go hard in the paint on, on that stuff. Yeah. March Madness reference. Okay. <laughs> nice. I, I think I, I agree with both of you. You need I a think, sports reference, Sam, for the episode's over. Man. You're the last one. Touchdown. Um, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'll, I can't do it right now. Uh, uh, but what well, was like my train of thought last? Um, I agree with both of those points. And I think the messaging would be not so much, yeah, it's not be like Marietta. Be like Marietta in the terms of maybe they did something that's that you can do. You know, don't be like them. But yeah. you know, they also aren't leading, we're not by any means, in my opinion, leading the charge of progressive change and policy right. Right. and anything of that of that regard. Every city everywhere kind of mimics and copies what other ones do. Uh, so what you're t- saying, you always there's no uh, copyright infringement on. Yeah, on, you, can, you can rip off and duplicate. Yeah, yes. be derivative so, in yeah. that sense. Yeah. You know, I have aspirations. You don't have to do it exactly yes. the same. It's here's what they yeah. did, but here's what the spirit of yeah. what they did. Yeah, and here's how we could probably implement something like that in our town. Yeah, yeah, and and be careful with that word, just because I think when you what we have seen in like town halls or public meetings is the immediate once you say that, well, we. You know, Marietta did this, or someone, another community did this. If they don't like that other community, uh-huh. it is shot down right there. And that's that football the, team beat our team in 1985. Yeah, I'm not going to do anything about them. You know, they, it's not about them exactly. It's about what they did, and by what they did, can that benefit you? In 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 some of the simplest terms, and if you can waddle it, mold it, whatever, and it benefits your community, that's the selling point. Not really. Well, that's what Marietta did. We should do it. No. Well, and, and Sam made an important point there early that our communities in mass operate with a great deficit of aspiration. Yes. We're, we're not aspiring. We, we're, you know, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it's not it, as a whole. Yeah. yeah, and, yeah. It, and it's, it comes off as hollow somehow to be like, we would love to look at the best attributes of Dublin and aspire to be like that. That doesn't mean we want to be like, du- be Dublin. Yeah. 
they, they maybe they have strong principles or practices around something that we'd love to implement those things here to the benefit of our community and our citizens. Yeah, or the our, geography that, you know, the sure. layout of our town, it, it sure. lends itself to really take advantage yeah. of As, yeah. Aspiring, but, aspiring mm-hmm. to do something or be something better than what you are is not weakness. Yes. And, and I hope we can move away from that. I, I, th- I think it's to be better than, you know, I don't like, sure. well, we should be like Marietta. In my opinion, you should be better than Marietta. Sure. Mm-hmm. If you can copy and mold whatever they've, what have, they've done, do that. I mean, catch up. If you're if you think you're behind, catch up. But mold it and make it so you're better. And I've told you guys off mic, uh, being from here and, and and loving Marietta, and there's a lot of neighboring communities around around here that are bigger in size or a little bit smaller. But we have we have gotten lax here locally on on kind of that we know we taken it for granted. You know, we know the people like being here. You know, it's all all this good stuff. But if I was around. And some some aren't the same, but if I was smaller than Marietta around here, I'd say I wouldn't be better than Marietta, and just push that and just and and work on it. I mean, I, there's it just I'm a re, I'm reiterating what Brett's saying, but it's just it's a better way to think about it and not keep yourselves uh your feet in concrete, you know, to actually get yourself moving and and do some positive change. Yeah, and you can see that. I think the more competitive communities are with one another, mm-hmm. the more they keep trying to up the ante. Mm-hmm. You know who wins? Us. Yeah. Everybody. Yeah. Everybody. The people. Absolutely. The people win. So, yeah. And at, and at all, at a, and we're all looking at that at placemaking. How do we make our city as a large better? How do we make our community within our city better? And how do we make our small neighborhoods better within that? So, I mean, it's all about utilizing and thinking of the space yeah. in creative ways. Right. Well, I think it's been really uh, fruitful. I'm going to go ahead and. Shut it down unless there are any other closing thoughts. No? Going once? Twice? No. Okay. Uh, If you've enjoyed this, uh, feel free to share it with a friend or give us a five-star review on whichever platform you are listening. Uh, If you have any questions or ideas for upcoming episodes, shoot us a note, uh, support at mytownhustle.com. And until next time. Thank you for listening to My Town Hustle. We would greatly appreciate it if you would share our podcast with someone who you think would benefit greatly from it. But most importantly, subscribe and leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Spotify, or whichever platform you consume your podcasts. It would mean the world to us. Until next time, folks, thanks for listening.